back. Another episode of 1K Convos. I'm here with my guy Ivan from La Connection Now. Hi, everyone. How's my accent? Uh, it's good, it's good, it's good. <laughs> you said you said it well, you said it well. <laughs> I'm impressed. Yes, sir, yes, sir. <laughs> so, you know, you've been busy, man. I've been keeping up. You know, I love I love the work you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, pandemic has been... <laughs> challenging challenging right right yeah how is it how has it affected your work and how is it you know kind of shaped the way you guys are doing business now yeah um i mean like you know before the pandemic um if people don't know about us you know we may, were mainly doing events bringing people together in person uh events workshops uh different community inif- initiatives so it was a lot of in-person interaction you know like um with the way we're running things, it's important for us people to gather and be together, be in the same space. So obviously the pandemic just kind of put like a huge hold on that. Um, luckily though, actually before the pandemic, we were able to give people like last one, like, you know, feel of what La Connection Now was. We had our Afro Latin Festival. That was like in February and then end of February, March hit, boom, everything shut down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, that was, yeah, huge challenge. We couldn't really hold events anymore. And so we've been uh, slowly trying to pivot into being more of like a digital first company. You know, how do we keep doing the work that we're doing by like by building resources online that are helping our people stay connected, but that also empower people to like, you know, like imp- inspire themselves to like mm-hmm. get out there and also do shit. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So you guys were doing events, hosting events. Yeah workshops and stuff like that and then pandemic happened yeah you guys had to start going kind of digital yeah right? we had to start going digital uh it was uh i mean again super tough we've never we don't have an office <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know uh, we're still a small very small startup still trying to figure a lot of things out so you know going digital meant a lot of a lot of the ways we were generating revenues to be able to keep doing what we we're doing uh, which most of them was breaking even. We weren't doing that because there wasn't that ex- in-person experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we had we tried a l- lot of different things. We hosted a summit, which was great. That was a free event. Uh, and we tried different things. We um, Before the pandemic happened, we were already thinking about like building an app. Uh, so we kind of like focused on that for a bit, uh, which we built an MVP, didn't really work out. We're still working on that project because we believe in what the app can bring to the community in the long run. Um, and uh, one thing that I ended up doing as of La Connection Now was basically co-founding the Blackwood Market, mm-hmm. which even during the pandemic, we're able to host it because, you know, a market is not a party, you know? Mm-hmm. And La Connection Now events are, La Connection Now events means dance, like, <laughs> You can pull up to like a national event and you're not dancing. So uh, that in the context of the pandemic was not necessarily accepted or like it wouldn't be a smart thing to do. Uh, but things like the market, for example, you know, people could keep a distance. We could like basically segment hours and whatnot. So that's one people that I did as CEO outside of La Connectional. And uh, La Connectional was actually pivotal in, you know, helping uh, the black owned market take off because we essentially were using La Connection our resources f- easily for the first year of the market. Uh, and so using those resources that we, that we already had, our networks, uh, the people that were willing to like come and volunteer to take this out, we were able, I was able to co-found the market. Um, 
with the partner and then uh from there yeah the market became a focus for me like connection i was still focused but it was more about now building digitally and we did uh focus on things like merc you mm. know we made a few release uh our latest release was the coco butter hoodie i i gotta get you one it was limited <laughs> but i'll figure it out uh and uh people really love that so we really uh focus more on like how do we you know how do create digital experiences through merc through fashion because fashion is something we are very very um i love fashion i love being able to wear things that speak to like my soul and to the way that i mm. to where i was born or to the way to my heritage uh so we did uh, a few fashion releases the cocoa butter and then we had a summer collection um that uh yeah we released during the summer uh i rode a horse this summer which was super cool <laughs> um so yeah so we really we stayed consistent you know the pandemic happened and uh because i think not only the passion of the team we wanted to keep doing things because uh you it's important to learn how to pivot and to just keep figuring out ways uh to scale and you know today right now uh we are looking at different options absolutely yeah. absolutely i think pivoting pivoting in business is probably one of the most important things you can do mm -hmm. you know it's it's such a hard thing to like let go of what you've been doing you know it's it's, it's difficult it's <laughs> difficult man yeah <laughs> it's, it's it's hard especially if like you're really if you're especially if you're really niche yeah if you're super niche and it's like this niche isn't working anymore mm -hmm. how do you transition how do you say okay we got to move into this direction how do you do that where do you even start you know and it's like if you keep going and you see this isn't working anymore yeah then you're just going down right yeah you know um there's no middle in mm -hmm. business you're either scaling or you're yeah. tanking <laughs> yeah right so to, to to pivot is difficult man i, yeah. I, I think we've We've pivoted a couple of times yeah. here to Gifted Gab. Um, how did how did juggling the the two businesses? How was that for you? Because I know most people think yeah, it's really hard to work on multiple projects. Yeah, it's uh, it's honestly it's oof, where do I start? Okay, uh, you know, like I think even well going back to say what you said about pivoting already, it's um, you know. Even as me as the lead of the team, as the CEO, um, I am a very stubborn person in general. Uh, you know, when I have an idea and I want to set my mind to something, I'm like, this has to work. Mm. But it was kind of like doing things until I'm like, yeah, this is not working. And that niche that you mentioned, like, you know, the summit that we did, it was probably one of the most, like, cleaned up and well done event that we've ever, like, mm. basically hosted but it was one of the least attended because that wasn't our niche necessarily. Mm -hmm. Or people that we've been carrying to our niche wasn't basically, wasn't aware of the people. Mm -hmm. So it's like you're pivoting, but you also, your niche also has to like be aware that you're pivoting to a certain extent. And if, even if they aren't aware, now you do have to like, where do I find out the niche that is gonna basically help me not only pivot here, but now the niche that was already there, hopefully also follow the new pivot. Mm -hmm. uh, so I just wanted to comment on that because that was something that was really hard. And, you know, uh, multiple projects, I I unfortunately learned the hard way that for someone like me that's still building equity in different ways, I still, I'm still dealing with like student debts and all these different things. I have my nine to five. Mm. So, you know, imagine like doing that connection now, which is already taking me like, <laughs> 
I don't know, 20 to 30 hours a week uh, and then adding another project on top of that, which the black was the black on market where we were like going like every every two, three months we're releasing something. Uh, and so now I'm managing a lack national team. I'm managing a black on market team. And then uh, in my own, uh, my own job, I'm also managing the team. <laughs> so mm. it's like, it's, it's impossible. I wouldn't recommend that to anyone. Uh, I think again, I'm stubborn. I, I love building things. I love being able to like, uh, put some my mind to something and just create it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's it's really hard, and I think it's important at that point also to have a team that can support you for both of those things. And I think like as a leader, I'm still also figuring out how to, you know, basically uh, be a not be a leader and actually like delegate and do all those different things. So it's uh, it's been a journey to see the least this year. Yeah, yeah. it's 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 definitely a journey. It's a long yeah. game, right? Yeah, it's just never. Uh, it's not linear. Yeah, like, people think it's linear, and yeah. you know you gotta fail a couple times. You gotta yeah. make yourself look silly a couple times. Mm. It's it's really a different kind of process that. You know, I feel sometimes we want it to happen, right away, you know, and it just never really works like that unless you failed thirty yeah. times and then you do it the thirty first time and then it's like oh now it's. Just now it's, there. Now it's yeah. clicking. Now it's clicking. And you've stepped away from the black one market now, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, they're like amazing team. Uh, I mean, like this, that's the brand that has been created. Uh, I think that brand on its own is going to keep impacting so mm-hmm. many black owned businesses in Edmonton. Um, so yeah, and it's just kind of like, and that's the thing, you know, you mentioned something about letting go. It's, that's, that's a hard thing to do when you've built something, but at the same time, it's like when you, when it's time, it's time, when it's time, it's time. If you're aware of what you need to hopefully keep going, you gotta, yeah, like get the opportunity to even other people to come in and actually basically take that way where it needs to be taken. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So you've been a part of several different businesses now. Oof. What is, what, what is, what have you learned in your, in your in your dealings in these businesses, what is what is this world of, of enterprise taught you? What do you take away from it? Uh, I have one thing only. I think for me, the biggest thing this year was definitely like, um, you literally cannot take care of other people, whether it's like a business business or whether it's a social enterprise, mm. if you're not properly taking care of yourself. 100%. If you're not in the space where, um, especially when you're passionate about something, if you're not in the space where uh, you figure out how to take care of yourself, how to optimize your body, your mind, your soul, uh, if you are stretching yourself thin, which I've literally always done this last four or five years, you're almost need not going anywhere. Um, that being said, the, the reverse of that is that I think for me, you know, like, I guess like my journey of like moving here from Cameroon and basically having the journey that I've had in terms of like, uh, always almost having to put myself in uncomfortable situation to learn that hustle stage that I experienced was so needed for me to be able to get here. Cause they don't have the mentors. And even if I had those mentors, I don't think I would have listened to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, mm-hmm. I think I needed that stage to be able to get here. And so, you know, I think that's one of the biggest thing, like you have to take care of yourself. You have to be functioning at your 
most optimal level so that like even when you're dealing with your team and when you're dealing with other people it comes from a place of like i'm like i'm sharp my mind is sharp um that's one two uh focus you know you have to uh, especially with a small business a small startup you have to figure out or like do your best to understand your audience also find a project that can actually that is going to be your mvp that you're going to use to make general revenues and hopefully from that scale to other ones one thing uh we've done at la connectional is that i'm as a creative as an artist as someone that just enjoys different hobbies we've done so many different things that today i look back and i'm like ah we didn't really have to do this project we didn't really have to do this this project was time consuming if we had put time into this and that but again you can never you don't never want to look at the past and be like i regret that mm-hmm. it's like all those experiences were learning experience to understand that how do we focus and how do we uh yeah how do we keep scaling how do we keep going up mm-hmm. uh so focus is important uh being able to understand your niche understand w- the valuable position that you you bring um your story i'm mm-hmm. still figuring it out uh you know i'm not the most com- it may look like i'm comfortable now but <laughs> when it comes to english uh you know i i french french and is my first language and so i've always been self-conscious about like communicating the story even writing emails and all those things usually takes me more time to write an email and all these things i have to think but it's like you have to force yourself to tell your story over and over again until it becomes second nature mm-hmm. um i think with those those are the three things that I've learned over the years and the last one that is probably one of the biggest one is collaboration and co-creation. Find people that are also building that you can work with and that you can uplift each other because you think about not only you small business, we are also a BIPOC owned, black owned small business. So that means that most of the people that may join our team with the vision and mission that we have are people that are usually not set up. Mm-hmm. So that means that you need you need resources in terms of time but also skill. Mm-hmm. So if sometimes within your own team you don't have those resources, what are the other people out there that are building that could help you or you can help each other to actually like collab to create something bigger or just because you bring your resources together it's not that it's not about like oh we don't have money to invest is you bring in time and skills and mm-hmm. that equates to money or even more than money sometimes mm-hmm. um so those are probably i think the four things and i think as a small business owner having navigated different spaces social enterprise trying to also do something that is mostly just like money based like i think those four elements are really important for everyone because that i think allows you to build a community of network with other businesses but also like um it keeps you focused it keeps you hopefully good and i'm sure like there are other lessons that i've learned that i can't think of right mm-hmm. now but um yeah patience what? is one patience is a yeah big, patience I, is the biggest one no i haven't i'm not a i'm not a patient person i've had to learn the hard way to be uh but patience is so huge because i look at make sure you're talking into the yeah, mic yeah you can turn it turn it oh okay because i look yeah. at the last you know four or five years and i'm like this year this 2023 after doing everything i've done after taking all the decisions that i've taken i look at this and i'm like yo it feels like things are aligning like it feels like this is gonna be a year hopefully that we're experiencing more growth whether that's like personally professionally but uh just so many lessons that i can now 
basically used to actually inform the rest of the decisions that I make moving forward. Mm. Yeah. There's a lot of lessons. There's a lot of lessons. And, and I yeah. think the biggest one you touched on is, you know, your origin story. Mm-hmm. Your story is important. I think yeah. storytelling is, I think, the most important thing when it comes to selling yeah. or I think in any business you're selling. Yeah. You know, you're selling in every business that you're in, whether it's you're a non-profit, whether you're for-profit, mm-hmm. whether you're, you know, products, whether it's uh, services, whether yeah. it's, you know, an experience, you're always selling an experience. And, s- and, and in order to sell, two things need to happen. Mm-hmm. You need to build a relationship. Yeah. You need to create a narrative. Those are the two most important things. Mm-hmm. When you can do those things at a high rate, you know, when you can build relationships, because every sale, service, um, um, like the summit you guys did, yeah. right? The events, right? Yeah. You got to sell that. Yeah. People got to, you got to make people show up. Yeah. Right? If there's ticket sales involved, you got to make people buy tickets. Mm-hmm. Sales, right? And the second thing is the narrative. Yeah. Right? What's the narrative? What What's the story behind this? Mm-hmm. Why is this important? Yeah. Why should these people come here? You know? What's the interest behind it? And, you know, the pandemic kind of showed me the importance of that storytelling aspect is that that's the part that's gonna help you drive more engagement because you think about everything we consume it's narratives man everything is a narrative Mm -hmm. everything is a narrative think about uh, it doesn't matter if you're watching a television show like your favorite sitcom Mm -hmm. doesn't matter if you're binging something on netflix yeah right it doesn't matter if you're watching tmz (laughs) right everything is dominated by a narrative yeah Right? What is the narrative behind it? The narrative is what keeps you engaged with it because you want to know what's happening next. Mm-hmm. You see here how it started, right? This yeah. is the inception of Black Connection now. Yeah. Right? This is how the Black Home Market started. This is how Ivan started dancing on TikTok, whatever it is, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? And then, you know, there's a, there's a story behind yeah. it and people want to keep up with that. You only way to keep up with that. It's not about the content. It's about mm-hmm. what's the story, what, what's... What's he going for? What's he mm-hmm. after? You know, what's mm-hmm. the point of all this? Yeah. Right. I think that, you know, establishing that story, like you mentioned, yeah. you know, for a business or, or, you know, whatever it is you're doing, it's crucial. Yeah. It's really, really crucial. And then sales. And then the last thing that you said was patience, man. I think, um, 2021. Mm-hmm was a year that really tested my patience, really tested my patience because 2020 was a year, you know, I got a lot of things off the ground. Mm -hmm. You know, I had a lot of different things going, you know, and you usually think like, okay, it's not about the results. It's more so about getting started and and keeping moving, you know. Mm -hmm. You don't like to feel complacent. You don't want to feel like, Something stopped over here. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that, that, that shit used to drive me insane. I'm like, yo, I want to just move on with this project. I want to keep going with this here. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like we should work on this, you know. But sometimes it's just not the time yet, right? Sometimes, you know, there's some lessons that need to be learned. There's some prerequisites that need to be had before mm-hmm. you make it to this level here, you know. Mm-hmm. So I had a, a really difficult time. Mm-hmm like learning that part it's like yo this is not it's not time yet you yeah. know we're not there yet we're still over here in level one mm-hmm. you know putting these things together right it's all it's all a game at the end of the day mm-hmm. you know it's all a game but mm-hmm. it's definitely been an interesting year and i think what's interesting is that you know like you said pivot mm-hmm. you yeah know, everybody's had to pivot 
we had we had to the last two years it's like um what you said about like it's not the time it's it's insane because like when i think about a lot of projects that we did a lot of those projects that we we did in the past m- a lot of them it wasn't the time but those projects i look at it and i'm like hmm i can see the time coming for this and i know the time is gonna come for this but it wasn't necessarily right to do it then and it wasn't the right way to do it or so so many different things and again it's insane how i look at today and some of the things that we did i'm like even the the app idea you know when we started the app idea it definitely wasn't the time but today with now the resources and the skills that i've now built and the connections it's it could be the right it could mm-hmm. be the right time and if it's not again so many lessons have been learned from that and it's uh yeah patience is like i'm i'm very similar like i when i'm like ah why is this taking so long mm-hmm. why is this, why is this not done but i i had to just learn the hard way to just be like ah it is what it is <laughs> it is what it is it is what it is yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is what it is man so you came here from cameroon yep in what 2012 yep 2012 um yeah uh Fresh off the boat back then. I uh, still fresh off the boat today. <laughs> Proud of it. Um, ten years now. So you've been yeah, in Canada for ten been years. Eight years. No, eight, nine years, I guess. Ten. Oh, well, ten. Two, so I came August 2012. So yeah, it's been almost ten years. It will years. be ten years. Yeah, it'll be ten years. So, oh, damn. That's a crazy. Decade, man. I, I was thinking eight years. I've been saying eight years last for the last year. Yo, 2020 <laughs> was long, man. Yeah. 2020 damn. was really long. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it's been t- almost ten years now. And. Yeah, moved over here. Uh, English, no English, wasn't great. Um, went to uh, had to do because when I moved over here, I had my high school diploma. I had to do um, English classes to be allowed to go to the Francophone campus, even though I was gonna be taking French classes in French. I was going for a bilingual degree, so they needed me to have English. So took a year of English at Central High Campus, started at university. Uh, right after that year, uh, 17, and from there, yeah, like, you know, uh, Campus Saint-Jean was, uh, like, I, I think about it, and it's like, it's um, because, you know, I was, essentially, I didn't know a lot of people here. Uh, you know, most people, when they finish high school here, they want to go to Europe or to a bigger school because they've already had a high school experience. Mm-hmm. Campus Saint-Jean was different for me in terms of, it really helped me create community in a sense because mm. like it helped me actually find like create bonds with people that really elevated me to the next level um an example actually one guy that hadn't seen for like four or five years i reconnected with him like two days ago this, this the dude that got me a compass like i had to teach him french and he had to teach me how to work out mm. and literally that's how i kind of picked up a habit to like you know go to the gym and all these things and there's just so many people along the way meeting a compass literally compass is part of la connection genesis story so it's uh it was sort of really full circle for me because i was able to find a community uh because i could communicate in french it wasn't like you know i didn't feel self-conscious so much about it uh so it was a good place to start, really good. Uh, so did a bilingual degree in environmental sciences and conservation uh, with, a, with a, a certificate in sustainability. Um, and yeah, today, not really using that, but I'm <laughs> using that in a lot of things that I do. 
Um, and yeah, it's. Uh, is anybody really doing whatever they studied in school? Is I anybody? I actually don't know. No, <laughs> I know a few people, but I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's it's interesting. Yeah, that, you know, I think we're so tied to the idea that we must yeah. get a job in our field after school. Yeah, and I I, I understand the um that was the intention of going mm -hmm. to school. Yeah, but you know when you're you need money and you got to work. Yeah. Sometimes what's in you your field you gotta you gotta do. You got to do what you got to do, right? Yeah. So I think now it's we're in a different time. But Oof. it's interesting that, you know, you've been here for almost a decade now. You're going to be a decade this year. You know, have you been back to Cameroon? Uh, yeah, I've been back. Uh, I've been back once, actually. Mm -hmm. And that was about like three years ago. Uh, definitely like a... Um, I wouldn't necessarily call it like life changing, but like it put a lot of things in perspective again. You know, like I, I grew up there. I I know the amount of like I would call access to resources and access to things that I wouldn't have there here that I have uh, that I wouldn't have the day that I have here. Uh, so you know, since like it really put a lot of things in perspective again, because like I think sometimes. You forget. You know, you forget. You forget, like, you know, how... Uh, like, you forget where... Not just you forget where you come from, but it's like, you don't take time to be grateful for the things that are working out. And it put a lot of things in perspective. I was actually... When I actually went back to Cameroon, I actually worked with a not-for-profit for two, three months where I was actually doing what I learned in school. Uh, it was so good <laughs> because, um, you know, we were working with these... Um, we're mostly working in the village of pygmies and we were helping them, like, with the cultures and stuff, like like yo this is how you can actually uh basically take care of this better so that you can make more money after and so it was like very like i was able to get back to that because the one of the big reason why environmental sciences was my choice and it's still something that i really value that i took as a degree is i really love being in nature like i really love that aspect of like protecting nature and being in nature and enjoying that and so that was uh, having that in Cameroon with the tropical forest, the tropical climate, eating fruits literally from the forest. It's like, yeah, I don't... Don't hit the table because yeah. the mic fix it up. Yeah, <laughs> I don't get that vibe, you know, a lot of places. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, like, you know, uh, I think I definitely agree that today is such a different time. And, you know, initially you know, with, like, pressure from, like, parents and whatnot, you really do want to make sure you go to school for the degree that you did. I learned the hard way really fast that, one, um, a lot of the skills that I developed while going to university were actually directing me more to working with people, like, with in person, mm -hmm. like... Intangibles. Intangibles, yeah. And so I once I knew that and I knew that I was passionate about those kind of things, actually... The first thing, the first job that I got at the university was like an event planning job that was just like we do not for profit, and that actually also allowed me again to create more connections in my community, and I was able to get the next one and get the next one, and so it's kind of like, yeah, like too bad I not even too bad. It's like it just it is what it is. I mm -hmm. think, you know, going to school is great, uh, and I think like when you spend that much money for a degree, you want to make sure you use it. But sometimes life just takes you somewhere else. So, um, yeah. And, you know, speaking on that, like, literally, like, La Connexionale was born out of university. It was born out of the experiences that I had at university. And now it's literally, like, 
a passion project that we are hoping to not only turn it as a place where we can hire people, create jobs, but that we can also impact the community with, right? So it's uh, no regrets. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I mean, as yeah. long as you have no regrets, that's the only thing in life, man. You don't want to live life with any regrets. I think I'd rather try something and be embarrassed and, mm-hmm. you know, fall flat on your face and fail than to say, well, I wish I did that thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I wish I wish I tried that thing out. But that's good, man. That's good that you took more than just trying to get a job out of your education because I think sometimes we we block our blessings mm-hmm. by thinking that we went here for only this thing. Yeah. And we didn't get this thing. Most people I don't I don't know that I don't know what the number is mm-hmm. of of how many people actually work in their field after university. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure that that really um can 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 mess with people's mental because you had this plan, right? For your plan. For your plan, <laughs> right? A lot of money involved. A lot of money involved, and it didn't mm-hmm. pan out that way. Yeah. You know, I think that the more important thing is like what you've done is like you've taken the intangibles from university experience and you created something out of mm. what you learned from university that had nothing to do with your degree. Yeah. It had nothing to do with what you were studying, but it had everything to do with you being in that environment. And that's one thing about, you know, college and university campuses is that it's an innovative environment. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a forward-thinking environment. It's a place where thoughts are, 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 are continuously challenged, ideologies are challenged, things, new ideas are always popping up, and it's a place where things grow, mm-hmm. you know, where ideas can turn to reality. I think ideas can turn to reality anywhere. Yeah. But being in the school system at least the university, college, university system, you know, maybe doesn't equip you for life, but it does equip you to be around the network of people that are going to come together and create some dope shit. You know, and that's, I think, it's about the silver lining. You know, I think mm-hmm. there's such a negative, there's such a negative connotation with school right now, especially with the pandemic yeah. and everything that happened and, like, yeah. how schools keep going back online and, and, and yeah. some schools are on strike and there's just a whole bunch of shit where schools are like the university business model is just getting a bad name because mm-hmm. at the end of the day is a business. Yeah. Right. But I think as a student, if you can go in there and you build, build relationships, you build networks, yeah. right. You come out of it, your four years or two years or three mm-hmm. years, whatever, or eight years, whatever it is you do with new ideas and a new perspective yeah then you should be fine right but the problem is if you go in there and you just do all the same shit you were doing before you go and you mm-hmm. come out you do all the same shit after then people start to talk and resent school mm-hmm. you know i don't think you need school to be successful yeah we don't we've seen right now through yeah. the throughout the pandemic you don't need it, you don't need it. we've th- seen throughout history you don't need it mm-hmm. right but if you don't know what you want to do exactly why not go to an environment with new people mm-hmm. who come from different backgrounds, yeah, right, who studying different things, and learn more about yourself? Mm-hmm. Forget about learning about, yeah, you know, business management or environmental science or sociology. Forget about that. Are you learning about yourself mm-hmm. when you're out there when you're doing these classes? Right, you got to be at an eight a.m. Cl- lecture. Yeah, right. Ugh. You know, what's your <laughs> what's your morning routine? How are you going to get to that lecture, you know? Yeah. A lot of the habits I have now 
are habits I established when I was in university. You know, Oof. a lot of them, most of them, you know, a lot of the things that help me the most in my work or the most in my workflow on my morning routine, mm-hmm. all that stuff, I started when I was in university. Yeah. You know, I've been out of university for three, four years now. But that's the stuff that really helped me design, you know, my life the way I want it yeah. to be. You know what I mean? And I think that when you start to think about the less obvious stuff, it's not mm-hmm. about getting the job, but it's about what habits you build there. Yeah. Right? What do you take out of it? What are the intangibles? Who do you meet? Yeah. Right? Who are the people that you come across? And do yeah. you can stay connected with them? You know, I, I, we had um, we had uh, Malcolm on the podcast uh, a few weeks ago uh, before the new year. And he was saying that me going to school allowed me to m- in- introduce me to people that were creating wealth in ways I, he never knew imaginable. Right? Mm. If you didn't, if you never exposed to those people that. through... Yeah. education you might stumble upon that later on t- like when you're 30 you know what i mean so it's it's really really important to look at every situation that you're in or you put yourself in or that mm-hmm. you come out of what do you get out of that you yeah. know it doesn't have to be something tangible mm-hmm. like a degree yeah it doesn't have to be something tangible like money it could be something intangible like experiences relationships relationships is the biggest one i yeah. think is you know we talk about the key to success is not how hard you work. Like I've I've come to realize that hard work is not enough. Oh, so it's not enough, man. Like hard yeah. work on its own is not enough to make it in any field. It's 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 a combination of hard work, luck, uh, resilience, right, mm-hmm. persistence, mm-hmm. and relationships. Right? Yeah. Who do you know? You know? You know? Are you? I'm the type of guy that if I'm in a room and I think there's somebody in here that's qualified to be in this room, Yeah, I'm going to speak their name and say, I might know somebody that can get this I job done. I might know that. somebody that can do that. Yeah. I might know somebody that can, you know, always, because it, it, it strengthens, it not only gives somebody else an opportunity, it strengthens your presence. Mm-hmm. Because now you're putting somebody else in a position where you don't have to be there anymore. You're in the room. Yeah, You speak that person's name. You put them in that room, and now you're always in that room. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you always have Ooh. access to that room. You know what I'm saying? So it's always, always beneficial to bring people up with you mm-hmm. because you never know how it might play out for you. Yeah. Right? It, it maybe sounds selfish. Maybe it sounds self-centered. No. I think it's, I, it's, I think it's the mentality of, like, everyone can win. Everyone you know, can like, win. if I know people that can do this job and... I most of the time I don't think most people when they do that it's not that they're thinking that they're going to get anything back. If you're automatically thinking I'm putting this person on the room and they will give me back, no, that's not yeah, how it works. Just do it, and then most of the time those people are eventually going to. I can count the amount of times where um, people have to spoke my name in a room that I would have never gotten access to if people hadn't said, "Yo, Yvonne." It's whatever, dancer, whatever, he can do this. Or Yvonne did this. Like, Yvonne is the man for this. I'm not even there. It's like, but those most of those people are just people that I will also just place whenever I was like, there's an opportunity for you for, to be part of this or to uh, contribute to this. So, you know, like, uh, what you said about the intangibles is I could, I would not, I could not replace my university experience for anything else. Like, literally... 
the friends that I have right now mm-hmm. that are able to sometimes understand me not only on a deeper level, but that I'm connected with that have just like helped me in so many different ways. I literally cannot put a price on that. Mm-hmm. And again, even a little bit like connection at Genesis, four out of five of those people were part of where in university. That's where we met. And that's how like this thing kind of like came about and like it is what it is today. And, you know, you think about, like, all the relationships that you build, it's, yeah, like, it's, it's, it's the relationships. Like, this, I think about all the things that I've done and where I am today in general and where I want to be. Uh, many of the, even, like, some people that I've worked with that I may have helped before, now mm-hmm. they are just, like, all the way up here. And every time something happens, they're like, yo, homie, <laughs> pull mm-hmm. up. So, like... It's uh, it's just a matter of like being able to space where you're like I'm comfortable. If you trust someone enough, I'm comfortable giving them that opportunity, uh, and I can vouch for them. Because you also have to be. I think when you're in a room and you do that, you as well have to be conscious that if that person does something that doesn't reflect you, it may also reflect on you. So most people, when you drop a name like that in a room, is because you're like, yo, I think I believe this person is the right person for the job. Mm-hmm. And you do that just out of like respect for the work that we've seen them do. So I wouldn't call that selfish. I'm just like, it's, yeah, like it's putting other people on. Yeah, it's yeah. putting other people on, right? And, you know, when you can put people on, you know, it, it creates a reputation for yourself too, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the most important thing that you got to guard with your life yeah. is your reputation. Mm-hmm. It's like, what do people say about you when you're not there? Mm-hmm. You know, what is, what are, what do people talk about? You yeah. know, whether it's in the context of business, like mm-hmm. are you a person that gets shit done? Are you a person that gets the job done? Are you reliable? Mm-hmm. Right. Are you, are you honest? Are you straightforward? Mm-hmm. Are you, you know, are you relentless? You know, what is your reputation? Even when it comes to, you know, just friendships, yeah. you know, are people going to be like, yo, that guy ch- talks way too much. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to tell him nothing. You know, mm-hmm. are you, that guy does not keep his mouth closed or that guy, you know, now nah, we can't bring hoes around him. You know, he's always going to try to, you know, he's, he becomes a funny guy. You know, what's your reputation? That That's really important because, and I don't think people understand how important that is because your reputation speaks your name when you're not there. You know what I'm saying? And, and you want an opportunity you know, you put your resume somewhere and they, they're like, okay, hey, like, I have this resume from this person. What do you know about them? You know? Mm-hmm. It's not going to be like, oh, yeah, well, I know he worked here and he worked there and he worked there. It's going to be like, well, you know, when he was here, this is how he was. You mm-hmm. know? Oh, when he was working on me with this project, he was like this. Oh, I was on an episode of it with him, blah, 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 blah. You know, like, yeah, like, we don't talk about how important the reputation is the reputation's everything like even if you have a falling out with someone can you sit there and say that the falling out was you know what what was it over you know what i mean like if someone's gonna sit there and and badmouth you and ruin your reputation that's that's fucked up you know what i'm saying like like that's says more about that other person than yeah it does about you right Mm -hmm. your reputation is everything and i think you have to guard it with your life because if character is something that you know we don't really talk about i think we're not really accountable with how we deal with people all the time yeah how we deal with certain situations mm-hmm. you know um some people are opportunists yeah and are willing to throw people under the bus to get their way 
Mm-hmm. You know, so th- all that stuff is is very reflective of you and, and and shapes your character and your reputation depending on who's paying attention. Yeah. Um. But you know, I think that we don't talk about the the, the importance of reputation, the importance of your character. You know, yeah. and the character goes hand in hand. What we were saying before about stories. Yeah. And narratives. Narratives. Yeah. Right. Because in the narrative, you're a character. Yeah. You know. What character are you are in you this narrative? What character yeah. are you playing? Right? In 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 this person's narrative, you may be a good guy, but in this person's narrative, you may be a bad guy. Yeah. You know, and that's why storytelling and telling your story and controlling that narrative is so important. Oh. Right? If you're not doing anything yeah. to control the narrative, then somebody's controlling you. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so I think that we yeah. we should be more conscious about I I'm I'm really conscious about yeah. how I'm perceived by people. Yeah. You know, I don't want people to think that you know, we just came on here and turned the mics on and started talking shit. Yeah. You know, we want the perception of it to be like these guys had an idea. Yeah. They had a plan. They had a desire and a why behind why they did this. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe some people missed it because maybe it was the beginning of the thing, yeah. but we want that we want to constantly reinforce that narrative. Yeah. That, you know, we're just here trying to control our own narrative. Yeah. Right. And I think when people start to think you can simplify it and just say, just do the work. Mm-hmm. Right. That is the simple way, you know, but sometimes hard work isn't enough. It's never enough. You know? I, I think like I've, I've worked hard for the last eight, <laughs> ten years since I've gotten here. It's, it's, it's never enough. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, it goes beyond that. It's, it's hard work building the proper systems, mm-hmm. uh, becoming aware of yourself as much as possible i'm still on that journey many people are still on that journey of awareness awareness knowing what knowing what is good for you what like fuels you what like brings you down when you eat this or when you do that how do you feel after Mm. um you know again relationships like Mm. connecting not necessarily connecting with the right people but even sometimes working with the right people collaborating with the right people and um it's so important that like in that journey of awareness or growth or whatever, every time that there's a failure or that you fail or that something happens, you're able to learn from that. Because I think like me, you know, I'm, I'm 25 years old. Sometimes like, you know, you, uh, sometimes it's so easy to compare yourself to like, some of these kids are like 20 and making millions and like uh, TikTok, all man. Yeah. TikTok millionaires. <laughs> how can yo that actually pisses me off <laughs> But it's like if you if you actually like compare you, you you just can't because everyone in life gets dealt like different hands. And, and you know, like I think this year even like some things with my impressions and all these things, I'm just like, okay, this is this is my this is my journey. Um I came here from Cameroon this much ago, I was able to, because I, I think the biggest thing this year as well, especially the end of this year was, I I haven't really celebrated any wins. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't really celebrated much because I was like, always go, like go, boom, go, boom, go, boom, go. boom, yeah. boom, boom. And like, I, st- I stopped this year and I was like, holy shit. Like every time I was, because I, I wouldn't see people, but every time I would, someone would see me, they just speak so highly of me and i'm like <laughs> am i that person mm-hmm. that did all of these things but it was really interesting taking the time to actually write down all the things that i did and like this year even like actually recently i got out like i i got awarded um in the francophone community um they were doing like a 
20 year recap of the artists that have impacted the province in the francophone community and i'm one of those artists yeah congratulations and like it's a 20 year recap thanks a 20 year recap i'm 25 so i would have been five when some of these people that are going to be and i was just like i i i was still like and even when they did i was like yo i i don't know that this makes sense because i was still trying to like separate myself from what i've accomplished and whatnot so like you know like again in that journey of like go 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 and doing all those things like it's so important to stop and reflect and now yo these are the things that i good at these are the things that i've learned these things that fill me how do i now take that and like either build my own brand or build my own thing from scratch because i think what i can you know what i can see from what you've built and what you're still building is that like we are we are people that are focused on like not necessarily focused but we value equity and like building our own systems and our own platforms because like once you own your platform you're actually able to have a better control over how that revenue happens mm-hmm. it could take five ten twenty years it takes twenty yeah but after twenty years and you're able to chill I mean all those twenty years would have been worth it because you did build your own platform and you all you own it right mm-hmm. so um yeah so like having the like I'm likely going to be a ninety five guy for still a long time but the things that I know I'm passionate about and I've also been lucky enough to that my nine to five sort of align with some of the skills that I need mm. to learn to keep growing, like let's say La Connectional or any other things that I do as a business. So been lucky in that way. So I can actually, even though sometimes I'm like, oh, feels like I'm wasting my time here, but it's not a waste of time. It's the cause that I've been dealt. It's, yeah, it's a you know, dealt, yeah. like having to, Again, like moving here, basically our parents when we're living here, having to pay rent so early on, and sometimes I, I met friends at university. They are living at their parents, and mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, that sounds mm-hmm. so blessed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, I have to pay rent every mm-hmm. month for like the last ever since I've gotten here. It's like when I think about how much money when it's done, I'm like, ah, that could have, that would have been a lot of money in investment. Mm-hmm. But again, that's the cause I've been dealt. Mm-hmm. And you have to and work with it. Yeah, you have to work with it, and. And when I think about those are the cards I've been dealt, I know people in Cameroon that don't even have those cards. Mm-hmm. Like it's a matter of like, yeah, I recognize that internally. Sometimes I can think about it and it sucks, but I'm grateful for it. You, you don't have to like those. You can just like you can you can uh, reject those feelings of like this feels like it sucks, mm-hmm. but you have to like also be like, yo, like. This is life is pretty good too. So life is peachy, man. Yeah, <laughs> life is peachy, man. Yeah, can't I think life right now, you know, like you said, you gotta play the hard ca- the cards you're dealt. Yeah, you know, you can't really do anything about what your circumstances yeah. are and how they started or whatever. But you can take what you've been given. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it works in your favor, whether it doesn't. Yeah, and and, and use that. You know, you gotta use what's at your disposal, and that's what when you can become resourceful and that's when people see, okay, well, this guy made this out of this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. You know, and it inspires some people because people yeah. watch, people pay attention. People are paying attention to what you're doing. And when you're showing them that, yo, this is the hand I was dealt and this is what I was able to create, they're like, damn, bro, like, maybe I can do something like that. Oh, you know, maybe maybe yeah. we can do something like that. Okay, maybe, maybe I should start on that idea. Maybe mm-hmm. I should start that thing. You know, and I think that's what's important. You know, and, and, and it's kudos to you. You know, you came here from Africa. 
motherland you came from the motherland to <laughs> the coldest place in the freaking world and you know you made something you started something you know you yeah. started several things we cancelled winter <laughs> <laughs> you know straight up yeah. the way you just said is that I, I actually came from the coldest place in, yeah, <laughs> in <laughs> from Africa to here and yeah. we made an event called winter's cancel and people pull up and they've said that winter was cancelled for that one night so it's like I mean, in terms of accomplishment, <laughs> yeah, that's a, good <laughs> that's right a really there, good right? one. You so, know, yeah. It's, it's inspirational, man. And, yeah. like, you came here, and not only did you finish school and get a degree and shit, you started your own company. And you started two projects, right? And probably maybe you'll start five more. Who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, nobody knows how the cars will be dealt. We could say we planned it out and stuff. But that in itself is an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, I think we are very hard on ourselves as individuals. I know I am. Yeah. You yeah. probably are too. Yeah. But you sometimes you just got to sit back, look back, and say, damn. Yeah. I did know, this shit. I'm doing some shit. Yeah, I yeah. did that shit, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and celebrate yourself. Yeah. Really celebrate yourself. 100%. So what's next for La Connection now? Ooh, so uh, this year, you know, like, um, again, the same sense of uh, this year, big focus is one being able to take care of my team and being able to take care of being able to take care of my team, uh, we are we are moving into a lot of more like business to business um, collaborations and work. So we are moving into consulting mm-hmm. uh, for brands, more big brands. Right now, we actually do all we have to clients, which is amazing because there are two clients that we didn't look for, and I'm like, imagine when we start looking for them. Uh, you know, so the big things over the years with all the resources and time and money we've invested back in the community is that it's been hard to take care of my team. And I, as the CEO, not only had to take care of my team, but also myself. Uh, you know, as a CEO, if we, if I want and if we want La Connectionale to st- not only stay functioning, but actually keep going so we can actually keep generating more impact, uh, we need to figure out ways to generate revenue. So... In our team, when I look at the growth of our team, if you look at the pictures that our photographers used to take mm-hmm. versus what it's taking now, it's literally night day and day. Night, night and day. Like, and so we've built so many skills and time over the years. And the goal now is like, how do we use those skills to generate revenue so that we can actually better reinvest back into the community? Because the whole thing is like connectional. We're a social enterprise. This is not the company that uh, where we just focus on making money, we want to make sure that as a social enterprise, and I want to make sure that I build La Connectionale in a way where if there's another Ivan that arrives in Edmonton in two, three, five years, they have all the resources and community and help that they need to succeed. Because, you know, like, yo, it's been hard. Like, integrating myself here was hard. It's, tough, it's been hard. It's really tough. And, when I think about, honestly, I'm just going to say how lucky I get the people that I met along the way. And when I see some of the other people that I arrived with at the same time, I'm like, the only difference sometimes is the people that I met and the people, the resources that I was able to get or the networks that I was able to access. So La Connectional is how do we create that and how do we, in 10, 20 years from now, we have a community or we have a hub, like our strong enough to generate money for people, to ensure that people come here and they have a place to go right away, to ensure that they feel supported, that they have a community, 
like a lot of people have come to our parties and it's not just a party like it's it's a celebration of our culture it's, it's like feeling like you're back home so you know when you look sometimes at the pictures in our events um, sometimes i look at them i'm like how do we get people to smile like this but it's like it's we're not just doing parties and so you know like we are yes parties is always something we're gonna do because i love to dance i love to party i love to do that mm-hmm. when you know the plain alphabet joanna i'm there <laughs> uh, but it's also like that way of life at least from where i grew up is literally part of the way we stay sane mm-hmm. you just don't go to work come back home isolated it's cold then you just stay alone we were not meant to exist alone like mm-hmm. we were meant to exist in the community and that's really? what i was that's how i was raised that's how i see things going so when I think about community, it's like, what are all the different aspects that La Connexional can impact that actually do make people's world be better? Parties, capacity development, uh, you know, one-on-one training, financial literacy, uh, like doing this podcast and telling our stories. There are so many different things. And my hope and the end goal is that 20, 30, 40, 50 years, 100 years, like, we have this herb of like different brands that appeal to different people with different needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in the next year or two, in terms of a short-term goal, is definitely like focusing on our team, making sure that our team is better equipped to do what we're doing so that mm-hmm. like in the long term, we are able to better reinvest in the community. You, you know, that same idea of the long game. The We've long been... Game, honestly running ourselves to the ground we've done like so many different events that honestly we've lost most of the money at the events that we do and all of those have been great and we've been able to build that consistency and that uh, i guess brand in a way but now is we need to be able to if we're gonna keep doing this we need to be able to have a certain way to make sustain. Sure, sustain it and uh that's like that's like that's a fact and I don't want to stop doing this. You know, I don't want to stop doing this, so I have to figure out, and we are already figuring out how to do it. So we've already uh, embarked a few brands. Um, you know, with the app that we're building, the goal is to be able to, uh, some of the uh, like African, Black, Caribbean, and Latin businesses that don't have a, a digital presence, how do we get them on there? How do we make it easiest in A, B, C, D for them to get on online? Because if, if you're not going digital, in today's world is going to be really hard to survive. Um, our world, everything is moving into the metaverse. Like yeah. people, you know, we sometimes we, we talk about those things we think is so far, but it's already been happening. And it's like your digital life for most has become more important than your like physical life. Which is crazy. Even, which is crazy. <laughs> which is crazy. It. And like, and in that same sense, it's like, it's not to tell people that I honestly, when I, and when I think about where the metaverse is going, I think even companies like La Connection are going to be even more valuable because the in-person experiences that we're going to be able to provide you, you're, gonna, you're not going to find them anywhere else on the metaverse. Like it's going to be impossible to twerk on a girl. Actually, maybe it's going to be possible, <laughs> but even then, that physical experience, I think those kind of experiences are still going to be high value so uh you know like looking at all those things it's like how yeah like how do we stay informed about where the world is moving because if as a community or as people we don't stay 
inform on where things go. We these things take we get lost. Like tech doesn't wait for anyone, and the way tech is moving is moving mad. Like uh, this metaverse things is honestly low key high key scary, but at the same time that's where everything has been moving, and yeah. that's where everything is moving. So if you don't f- if we don't find a way to like either leverage it because uh, this also again tech is tech is not it's um it depends on who is using it right when you think about the metaverse if we build the metaverse in a way for example for african and black and caribbean latinx communities in a way where we can connect with all of our people all over the world that could be kind of cool i can travel to cameroon every day but if we're building a metaverse that once in a while and i have that time like manage i'm like okay i'm not gonna spend more than one hour here i can actually connect with friends back home and speak to them and feel them that's a pretty amazing thing right so it's things are moving there that technology is not going anywhere soon um but how do we how do we leverage it or like how do we if we choose not to use it what is the other plan right we need to have a plan or yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just blabbing now, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's good, man. No, it's it's yeah. real shit. It's it's important to think about tech. You know, we thought about you know, ten years ago, you probably wouldn't buy a mattress online or a rug online. Now you are, right? Ten years ago, you would probably we ten years ago there was cryptocurrency, but mm-hmm. we didn't think it'd be this high value, right? Yeah. We didn't think about how NFTs could decentralize the art market and put the hands back in the creators. He called it. He talked about it. He, he talked. He did. He said. He said yeah. this stuff is gonna happen, and it's really happening now. You know, it's really becoming a thing where like maybe the access is still tough for mm-hmm. individual creators because it's expensive. It is. But we're starting to see the traditional confines of you know business and and, and technology and everything change drastically. Yeah. And that's what I think is the most exciting about since the pandemic how where we're going mm-hmm. it's exciting you know we're yeah. seeing people bet on themselves we're seeing people try to create their own leverage we're seeing companies form pop out of nowhere mm-hmm. that's exciting that's you know exciting. that's exciting everybody's figuring out that there's value that they can bring mm-hmm. you know and and, and like lack connection now like the gifted gab more companies are going to pop up more yeah. creators are going to pop up more uh you know uh, movements are going to pop mm-hmm. up you know whether they're pro- for profit non-profit more is happening and it's like why wouldn't that be exciting yeah you know why wouldn't we take advantage of that mm-hmm. why wouldn't we want to be a part of that change mm-hmm. you know so anyone any last words where can everybody find your work man ah uh, um currently la connexional is on instagram at l-a-c-o that's a long one at la connexional <laughs> l-a-c-o-n-n-e x-i-o-n-e-l uh la connexional stands for la connexion afro latina uh, and uh, you can find me on, uh, online at yvontuko.com, also La Connexional, La Connexional.com, uh, Twitter, Instagram, not super active on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, we're mostly there. And um, yeah, we are, uh, check out our website, we're rebuilding, and uh, it's looking it's looking cool. It's going to look really, really cool when it's done. I'm yeah, you web design that. too, right? Yeah, I do. So, so we hopefully, you know, get some, uh, you know, like, uh clients for web design i i really i really love it um what else and yeah like find me online i do i'm gonna start my own dance classes soon um 
I'm going to be doing uh, dance classes, probably at dance school studios. So that's something that I'm really excited about because I miss teaching dance. I'm actually going to be teaching at the U of A as well as part of the recreation. That's amazing, nice. Uh, thing. I've taught there like for last two, three years. I put a pause on it last year. But this year I'm getting back to it. So I'm excited to teach it again because that's one thing that I kind of like. Put on the side because of that connection. I'm so excited to be able to refine myself in that, in that space. Uh, as an artist, then uh, yeah, I keep going as an artist, as an entrepreneur, and see how I can use the skills that I build on like connection now to build my own case study. Because like, what are some of the things that I'm thinking about for my own businesses, man? If I, if you, when it works out, I, I'm just like, I'm gonna create an ecos, find a way to digitalize it, and give it to other people that would be interested. Because a lot of artists, dancers especially it's really hard to figure out how to like generate consistent revenues of income. So that's a big focus this year. How do I take this skill and uh, make it consistent so I can actually build on it? So, uh, yeah. It's exciting, man. Yeah. Man, I appreciate you, man. Appreciate you, bro. Gift to Gab, baby. 1K combos, oh, my bad. <laughs> 1K combos, baby. You guys know what it is. Like, subscribe, hit that smash button. Hit that like button, smash that like button. It's been a long day, man. And just like that, 